great to see everyone this morning. So glad that you're here. So glad that you're joining us online. Today, we're going to be talking about the vision for the church. So it's going to be a bit different today. Um, so welcome to those who are visiting with us. Uh, great to have Belinda's mum with us today. So uh, fantastic that you're here. And uh, welcome to everyone. If you're joining us online for the first time, a warm welcome to you too as well. And we're going to stand in just a little minute and pray. We're going to worship God. And then we're going to just really explore what we feel God is saying to us as a church today um, in this season that we're in. It's been a difficult and challenging time, hasn't it? Difficult and challenging couple of years. And we're still dealing with the challenges of COVID, but we're coming out the other side of it. And I really believe that God has a purpose for this church. There are things that God wants to do in this church and it will require all of us doing those things to actually see the fulfillment of what God is, is saying, the fulfillment of prophetic words which have been given in the life of the church, all these things. And so today, today I just hope that you kind of catch something of what God is, is, is saying into the life of this church. It has been over a number of years now, and I hope that you're encouraged today. I, I'm encouraged, I'm excited about today, and uh, I, I hope that you're excited too. Let's stand, if you're able to, we're going to pray, and then we're going to worship our incredible God. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you're here. We thank you that we're in your presence today. Lord, we have come as your children to worship you, our Father. And Father, we thank you that you are here through your spirit today. We pray that you would move in our hearts through your spirit today. And Father, that we would just be lifted into your presence today. Lord, we know that you inhabit the praises of your people. But Father, we, we just pray that you would lift us into uh, just that sense and that reality of being seated with Christ in heavenly places. Father, help us to see things from your perspective today. Lord, to take our eyes off of the circumstances, off of the situations, maybe things that we've been wrestling with this week. Father, things that have presented themselves to us, problems, struggles, distractions, Father, things that would take us away from you, perhaps temptations, Father, whatever it might be, Lord, we lay those things aside today and we come and we just want to gaze into your face today as we worship you through our songs that we'll sing and through everything that we do in this place today. And so, Father, we ask that you would be glorified. Lord, we don't want to take anything for ourselves because we know that to you, to you belongs all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
the Bible talks about uh, different gifts of the Spirit, charismatic gifts of the Spirit that are poured out into the church. One of them is uh, being able to give a message in tongues. And when that's done in public, it needs to be followed by an interpretation of that tongue. It's not necessarily a translation, but an interpretation. And I really just sensed as Beck gave that message in tongues today that God was smiling on I hesitate to say everybody um, I don't mean that to sound bad but there was just that sense of God's smile upon uh, certain people certain individuals maybe those who've been wrestling those who've been struggling those who've been just uh, in the throes of things and uh, just maybe you, in, in, in some of those moments you just say well Lord where are you and it was just encouraging to say that God is smiling upon you he's not left you He's right in the middle of the situation with you. He knows what's going on in that situation. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows you. He knows how it's affecting you. He knows how it's impacting you. And I just felt God wanted to say to you, if you're in that position today, that he just sees you and that there's that smile on his face as he walks with you through that situation, as he walks with you through the challenge, as he walks with you. He walks with you. You need to understand that he walks with you and that he's right there beside you, never leaves you, will never forsake you. And so, Father, we thank you. We thank you that we, even though we can be in difficult times, we can sense your presence, we can sense your smile over our lives. And, and Lord, we, we I just think of that verse where it talks about you rejoice over us with singing. And, Father, we just thank you that as we sing our praise songs to you this morning, Father, that you rejoice over us with singing. Lord, it's, it's not a one-way thing. This is a two-way thing. And Lord, we just pray that as we continue in our service today, Father, that it will continue to be a two-way thing. Father, we want to hear your voice. Father, as we pray to you, you're, we know you're listening to our voice. Father, even prayers that are being prayed in people's hearts today at this moment in time. Father, where people are just shouting out, help, help me in my situation. And there's that call, there's that cry in people's hearts as they need you in, in their situation, Father. And Lord, I, I, can, I can look around the congregation today and Father, look at faces. And Father, I, I, I sometimes know what's going on in, in people's hearts and lives and the things that they're struggling with and the situations. But Lord, you know, you know every single person and you know the, you know the depths of every situation. You, you know exactly just how deep it goes and how deep the roots go of that thing into our lives and the way that it's impacting us. And Lord, we just pray that you'd help us. Help us in our weakness, Father, because we, we confess that we can't do these things without you. We need you. And Father, in you we're strong. And so Father, we just pray. We pray, keep us close to you. May we continue to feel your heartbeat in every situation, with every step that we take. Lord, we pray, help us to just feel your heartbeat and to be aware of your presence. Father, to feel the breath of the Holy Spirit upon us as we continue to walk with you. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. We'll continue in our service today. Well, I am so glad that you're here today because it would be very quiet if you weren't. Um, so it's good that you're here. Welcome into church today. If, I, if you never caught the welcome at the start, can a little second.
So it's so good to be here today. Good to be in God's house. And just one or two things to mention. We will be praying on Zoom at 9.30 on Monday morning again and on 7.30 on Wednesday night again on Zoom. So please, uh, can I ask you to uh, just make that a priority. And 21st and 22nd of May, just to remind you of that date, have you written it in your diary yet? Some people have. It's in mine. I have to write it in mine because <laughs> I need to be here. Um, but we're going to have Reverend Dr. Glenn Balfour with us. And really, I invited Glenn along just to, to get us excited about the Bible. That's really the purpose, is to just take some time aside and to get excited about the Bible. The Bible is an incredible book. It's a living book. It's an active book. And even just this week, as I was going through my devotions, I was sitting praying at the start of my devotions and asking God about something. And we were just going through normal daily readings and out came this thing in my devotions. I'll not share it yet because I'm not ready to share it. But God just hit me right between the eyes. And I was like, okay, I hear you. I'm receiving you loud and clear. Um, but the Bible is an incredible book. It's incredible the way that God speaks to us through that. So I want to encourage you uh, just to to be part of that weekend. It's going to be a fantastic weekend. Um, I, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to launch right into our, our content for today, and then we're going to do a song at the end today, um, which hopefully you can join in in that song at some point as well. But Father, we just come before you, and Lord, we, we want our hearts to be open, our minds, our spirits to be open to receive what you want to say today. And so, Father, I just pray that there'd be that receptivity. Lord, I, I pray that it'd be like uh, putting up the aerial, for those of us who are old enough to remember putting up the aerial in the car. And if you didn't put the aerial up, there was no signal, and you can hear the radio. And so, Father, I just pray today that our hearts will be prepared. It'll be like putting up the, the aerial so that we can receive what you want to say to us today. And, Father, we recognize that we're living in challenging times, Lord. There's difficult things happening in our world. Father, even, even just now in Ukraine, uh, Father, just so many threats that surround the people who are there. And, and Lord, we just pray for wisdom to prevail in this situation. Lord, we pray for peace to prevail in this situation. And Lord, we just pray for a, a turnaround in this situation. Lord, we pray for a cessation of violence and hostilities. And Father, we just ask, we ask for peace in this situation for all who've been affected by this. Lord, those who are grieving just now, as a result of this, Father, people grieving on all sides. And Lord, we just ask that you'd comfort those who mourn. But Father, we pray that they'd be so aware of your presence. Father, those who need that touch from you. But Lord, we just we bring it before you because in a sense we feel powerless to do anything about it. But Lord, we know that you know exactly what's happening. And so Lord, we just present it to you once again today. Lord, lead us in this part of the service today. May our ears be open to hear all that you want to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So today is Vision Sunday. Um, we were supposed to do this a number of weeks ago. I contracted COVID, ended up having to isolate, um, and so we had to push this out. I really wanted to do that series of talks leading up to Easter, um, the garden, uh, sorry, Gethsemane, Golgotha, and the garden. And I, I just, it was just something I kind of thought, we need to focus on the Lord uh, just as we lead into Easter. So I d decided to delay this. Now today, you need to really be listening really carefully. Um, and there's a lot of content today, but I did produce a little handout for you. Um, Elsie will give you a handout. They'll be up the back if you want to grab one of them. 
and it summarizes the content of what I'm going to share today. And just to go back a little bit, over the course of 2018 and 2019, I began to take more time to listen to what God was saying for the direction and the vision for the church. Just, what, Lord, what is your heart for this church? And I don't know if you remember, in October 2018, I took a mini sabbatical. I was off. Uh, I say I was off for four weeks. I wasn't off. I was doing other things. I was going around visiting churches, meeting leaders, getting into the Word of God and, and spending time with God. And it was just incredible. And it was restful as well. And then in October 2019, I delved into a three-day devotional, which for me was a life-changing devotional. I saw things in there that I felt God wanted to say to me, and it led to a sermon which I shared here on the 6th of March, uh, 2020, uh, called Three Decisions That Will Determine Our Direction. And then COVID came along. Thank you for that. We really needed that like we need a hole in the head, eh? But it just, that's the kind of journey I've been on for God doesn't always necessarily instantly do things and show us things. Sometimes God takes us into a process. And as the leader of the church here, God has had me in process. I don't always like being in process. I want the quick fix. I want the quick answer to prayer, like you. And I want everything to happen right away, believe it or not. But in order to see where we were going, I had to look back into the past. Vision is the history of the future. But I felt in order to look forward into the future, I had to go back into the past, into the prophetic words that God has spoken over the church, and into the content of my own heart, as God has been speaking to me over many years now. And it was like God was taking his big highlighter out, and he was highlighting things. Remember this. Remember I said this. Remember, remember that time. Remember when such and such was here giving that prophetic word. And I, I, I just kind of get excited about that. I get excited about the fact that God has been speaking prophetically into the life of this church for many years now, and we have something that God has said that's been thought through, prayed through, tested. There are things which I, I have question marks about, and I just, I'm not sure yet, and I've not shared them in public, um, but there are so many things which I feel so sure about. Mostly because when the prophet was sharing, my heart was just jumping about inside of me. And I wanted to scream out and shout. Reminds me of a song we sing in Treasure Kids. Anyway, that's another story. And I feel that in essence, what God wants to do is summed up in the picture that's on the screen just now. It was taken on the way back from Hoy on the ferry when we were in Orkney last year. And for me, it says something. Heaven is open and the blessing of God is pouring down. It's pouring down upon a specific location. And I believe that God wants to do something in this church. This is the source of the well that I keep talking about. I've talked about how God's spoken about wells. I've shared that in messages last year, that God wants to open up a well of his blessing. And that goes all the way back to a word given by the, the, the first pastor of the church, Tom uh, Martin, where he talked about a well with a fountain in it. And everybody who came close was blessed. God has continued to speak about wells. This is the source of the well. God is the source of the well. And it's also the source of the streams in the desert. I've talked about that till you're fed up listening to me. Isaiah 43, 18, 19. Here it goes again. But I believe that God wants to bring streams in the desert. And when we, we, we say that, what we're talking about is our community is dry. We can be dry as Christians. We need the life of God, that flow of the Holy Spirit. 
And it's about his presence. This picture to me is about his presence pervading everything, the church and the community that we live in. And the Lord knows how much we need it. I don't know about you. I need a fresh touch from God. I need a fresh encounter with God, experiencing the presence of God. I need that all the time. And I want you to bear in mind today that everything that I say is plus P and P. Do you know what plus P and P is? When you order something online, what does plus P and P mean? It means plus postage and packing. Well, we're not talking about postage and packing today. What we're talking about is the presence of God in prayer. Let me put up the slide now that my clicker switched on. Two threads that run through everything that I say today, and we need to bear this in mind, two threads that run through everything, the P and P, plus P and P, plus prayer and the presence of God. So anything I say, you need to factor that in because it, it's, it's, the, it's just the glue that goes through it all and sticks it all together, okay? I don't talk about prayer, I don't necessarily talk about the presence of God, but we need to get the idea that this is what makes it all happen, Prayer and the presence of God. And this is the challenging question. And this is a challenging question for me. If God wasn't in it, could you still do it? If God wasn't in it, could you still do it? There are things about the kingdom of God that can't happen unless God is in it. There are things about church that can't happen unless God is in it. We can put on a good show. We can have great services. We could be jumping about dancing and doing all those things. We could, we could play music. We could play music somewhere else and get paid for this. But we don't. We, we play music in church because we bring glory to God through it. The highest, as I shared in a, a, an end-of-term service one, one time, the, the highest gift or, or use of music is to worship God, to bring glory to the King of Kings. And so that's, that's where we're going today. I, I want you to just try and grasp something of what God is wanting to say today. And I'm going to go into Matthew chapter 28. And when you get this, there's a little mistake on it. It says Matthew 28, 18 and 19. Well, it should be Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Okay, so just so that you're aware of that. Let's read those verses. And Jesus came and he said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, Jesus is saying, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, who have been singing about this morning, and teach them to obey everything that I have commanded you, and remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. That's what we're all about, going, baptizing, teaching, and doing all these things, that's the Great Commission, as it's talked about. And it's because of that that I share these other things. Firstly, our vision. And I've shared this before in the life of the church. And it's hard sometimes to distill a vision into a sentence. In fact, I think it's almost impossible. In fact, I think it is impossible to distill a vision into a sentence. But if it was a sentence, this would be what it is. Vision is what we see. Vision is what we see in the future that hasn't yet happened, okay? Sowing seeds of faith, reaping the generations. What do I mean by that? Sowing spiritual seed and expecting a spiritual harvest. 
amongst a new generation. It's about a move of God, perhaps in multiple ways, in which God moves in power. It's about moving from human effort, from working in our own strength, to working more fluidly with the Holy Spirit, listening to the Holy Spirit's lead and following His lead as we move. It's about transitioning from those ways in the wilderness, and we can do that. We can do ways in the wilderness, but we need the streams of the desert. Unless God's life flows through it, it's just effort and work. Uh, Is everybody keeping track with what I'm saying here today? I'm just making sure. Remember, some people have still got masks on. I can't see your faces. Those who have not got masks on, it's nice to see your faces. Um, I need feedback. People who stand on platforms need feedback from their congregations and their audiences. It's about moving from one place to another. It's about moving from the things that we can do in our own strength to moving into things which we can only do if God is present in it. Church ministries, the things that we have been doing as a church, need to become more than outreaches or groups. They need to become conduits of the Holy Spirit's power. They need to be places where the Holy Spirit comes through in power and begins to touch, begins to bring life to people. And why do we do this? Why why is this so important? This is our mandate. Listen to this. This church began life in 1977 as a Sunday school in the school next door. And kids and youth work has been part of the DNA, part of the heart of this church for decades. And I believe it will continue to be a focus, not to the exclusion of other things, but a focus nevertheless. And it's what we've carried in our hearts for many years. It's what I have carried in my heart for many years. But I've not seen the harvest that I expected. The ingathering, if you remember that word from Ray Stokes, I've shared it a few times, that ingathering. We've not seen what we expected yet. Yet. But I believe a time of harvest is coming. The amount of times I've read Galatians 6, chapter 9, when I've been feeling low and I've been feeling discouraged, and the Lord says, you'll reap a harvest if you don't give up. That's what God was speaking to me about during the week. He was giving me a good kick up the backside. I want to share a couple of things with you, because I talked about going back in order to go forward, some of the prophetic words that God has shared in the life of the church. I'm going to put them up on the screen and we can listen to those words. Let's just pause, hit the pause button and play these little videos for a second. And I believe that God makes promises to people and to churches. And and when he wants to fulfill those promises, it really is not about the person or the church. It's about his purposes in the earth, which are to reforest, to plant the trees of righteousness. And I believe that God is wanting you to move forward because there needs to be an expansion of the things of God in this church. There needs to be an expansion. Clearly, you need more room. God wants to move you in a new direction so that there is a release of life and there is increase and a a gathering of people. There is a new generation that God is wanting to go out and capture. And we have to be able to have a place to bring them in so that they can be that generation who receives not the methodology of the way we do things, but the truth of what God has revealed to us so that they can take that message to 
their children and their children's children. And I believe there's a fresh call and a fresh desire and a fresh anointing upon this place that God would bring forth a newness of life here and an outreach here and an outreach there and an in-gathering of people. Hmm. That's incredible, isn't it? I remember clearly Ray sharing those words in the life of the church. Ray's a prophet from the States. Um, if we could pray for Ray and his wife Anne, they're just struggling a bit, well, health issues, but let's pray for them. Um, and Ray has been part of the life of the church for many years and spoken powerfully into the life of the church, and that's what he shared. And he talked about there's a new generation that God's wanting to go out and to capture, not to come in and learn all the things that we did and the way that we did it, but to learn the principles, to learn the truths, and to learn how to apply those things in their culture group, in their community, in their setting. So God has spoken about a new generation, and it's not the only time that's been shared. Listen to this from Ian Williams, who was here in 2012. We had a weekend at Gartmore, and he sh this is one of the things which he shared. Can I also encourage you this evening that there is a generational blessing upon this house, a generational blessing. Maybe you're, you're saying to me, Ian, but if you knew what the generations were looking like presently, you would not really be saying that this evening. But I want you to just pick up on this thought this evening because I'm creating a spark to enter into your hearts today. Just creating a spark because there's a generational blessing. I, I, I remember listening to this and thinking, this is incredible what he's saying and, and just kind of being absorbed into my heart. And I want you, rather than go forward, I'm going to go further back and, and talk about something uh, which, which I wrote, talking about writing the history of the future. This is something which I wrote, coming back to why, why are we talking about sowing seeds of faith and reaping the generations? Well, this goes back to 2008, where uh, a number of us as leaders of the church were sitting around at a table, and we were having a vision meeting, and we were asked to write the history of the future a newspaper article that would describe this church as it looked in the future. So I talked about going back and looking into prophetic words, which I do, and still do, I do all the time, and, and going back and looking at the content of my own heart. And this is what I wrote. One story in particular really moved me. The story is about John, who is 12. He had come through the most horrible experience of growing up as a child, but through the regular kids' work that was catering for hundreds of children, he heard how God could change circumstances and lives. He decided with the help of one of the leaders to put God to the test and to give his heart to Jesus. The change was amazing. And as the leaders continued to pour their time and energy into John, he began to understand the need to tell others about the power of God. John's whole family took up the full row in the middle of the church to see the power of God at work as they praised God, was awesome. The thing is that the church is full of boys and girls just like John, full of families just like his. I wrote that in 2008, 2nd of August, before any of these prophetic words had came. And so as I'm sitting listening to this, there's something in my heart that's just wanting to yelp out and shout, go for it. Church, we need to go for it. We need to go for it because God has given us a mandate. God has given us his word through the prophets. He's put it in our hearts. We've been doing it, but we need to move it to a new level. It's all about God and people being connected. It's always, it's only ever about God and people. That's what it's all about. That's our vision is to see this new generation. To think about the mission of the church. I don't need that sheet, that screen. <laughs> 
to think about the mission of the church. And the, uni- the, the mission of the church is universal. Every church has the same mission because we're getting it from the same person, Jesus. We're getting it from the same Bible in Matthew chapter 28 that I've just read. We share the same mission. I just chose to articulate it in this way, to reach, to win, to grow, and to serve. And I, I feel that God is calling us to a greater sense of mission and that God wants to raise people in this church to be on mission. God wants to be this church to send people out on mission. And that could be here in Whitburn. It could be somewhere else in the world. God has spoken to us as a church about mission and the need to move forward in mission. Firstly, to reach. Reaching people with the gospel. We need to initiate a process for reaching people. Going back to that time in 2019, I felt that God impressed on my heart a strategy for using Alpha. We've used Alpha in the life of the church before. It's been five years since we last did an Alpha in the church. Five years. Think about that. But I felt that God said, this is how I want you to use Alpha. And give me, I'll talk a bit more about that in a minute. We need to find a way to reach people. But when we reach people, we need to win people for Jesus. Win people. Win people for Christ. People need to come to that crisis point where they make a decision to follow Christ. And then it's about growing people as disciples. We need to disciple people. We need to get back into that process of growth and that process of discipleship. And it's all about encouraging people to take next steps. And each of us need to find ways to serve people in Jesus' name in the life of the church. And here's, here's a little question. Here's the test What you could ask yourself is, am I reaching people for Jesus? Am I winning people for Jesus? Am I growing as a Christian? Am I helping other people to grow as a Christian? Am I serving in the life of the church? What are we doing? We need to personalize this and say, if that's what we see and that's that's what we're aiming for, how do we do it? This is how we do it by reaching, winning, growing, and serving. But, but then I, I kind of think, well, what, can I, what kind of church do we want to be? I, I, want to be? I want to be part of a church that I love being part of. Do you want to be part of a church where you go, where everybody knows your name, and they're always glad you came? <laughs> right? For those who are old enough to, watch, to have remembered watching that on telly. I want to be a part of a church where I come in here on a Sunday and I go, I love being part of this church. I love being in here to worship God. I love being part of the ministries of this church. I love what this church is doing. I love that people are coming to know Jesus in this church. And I don't hold on to this too tightly, but it just maybe helps to paint the picture of what kind of church we want to be. And I put it this way, a dynamic, loving, life-giving community united around a passion to know Christ, to grow in Christ, and to make his name famous. Based on a number of scriptures that we can read, the Great Commission that we read about in Matthew 28, the Great Command to love God and to love our neighbor that we read about in Luke chapter 10, we read about the growth of the the, the birth of the early church in Acts chapter 2, what kind of church they were, they devoted themselves, they had the Holy Spirit in them, and they couldn't wait to be devoted to the things of God. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, about being transformed through the renewing of our minds. 
a dynamic church characterized by constant change in activity or progress. We live in a rapidly changing world. We need to be able to change and adapt too. When COVID came along, we all get thrown into the deep end, didn't we? But those of us who were on this side of the camera doing church were really thrown into the deep end and had to change and keep changing and keep changing and keep changing. We need to grasp this without COVID being the driving force, with the Holy Spirit leading us being the driving force, a dynamic people, a loving people, loving God and our neighbor through tangible demonstrations of care, a life-giving people, life-giving to others and to those in the communities that we represent to be full of life. Jesus says, I have come that you might have life in all its fullness, to be an actual fact, a community which is all about connectedness, a community of people connected through Christ. He is the glue that joins us all together and for Christ because we're here to serve him, living in a wider and diverse community of people to whom we must be salt and light. We need to be a witness to others in our community, united around a passion to worship God, a passion for the word of God and for that process of transformation, a passion for him growing a healthy body will grow. My body is very healthy and growing. The problem is it's growing all the wrong ways at the moment. <laughs> Regardless of how much you go out in the bike, I'm going to have to do something about it. And the, the question is, am I a dynamic person? Am I, am I open to change? Am I, am I loving? Am I loving other people? Am I a life-giving person? Or am I the person who just sucks the life out of others? Am I part of the church community? Am I wanting unity in the church, striving together with brothers and sisters to see this thing come about? Am I, am I passionate? I think you're picking up that I'm passionate today. I think I'm going to pop if this doesn't happen soon. <laughs> am I growing? Are you growing? Are we growing as a church? It's just a little picture to get us thinking about what the church might look like as we move forward. Values that we hold to in terms of how do we accomplish this. There were three things that I kind of thought we need to model as Christians. Humility, excellence, and compassion. Humility is a fundamental characteristic of the Lord. And we read that in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through to 11. Am I a humble person? There's a question. Am I humble? <laughs> and I think it was C.S. Lewis that said, the minute you realize you're humble, you've stopped being humble. It's like, it's one of those intangible things. It's like, it's like when you go to night and you're trying to see Pleiades and you realize when you look at Pleiades, you can't see it. But when you look away and you see it, you can see it in the corner of your eye. I've mentioned that before. There's a reason for that is the way your eyes work but as soon as you try to focus on it, it's gone. And that's what humility is like. But we need to model humility. We need to do the things that we do with humility. Excellence is a characteristic that we find in the Lord as well. Excellence is about how we present ourselves as a people, as a place, the type of building that we worship in, how quickly we, do we clean up the graffiti that gets put Outside, do we keep the grass cut and is it nice and tidy? Or are our neighbor's gardens better than ours? Just a thought. And compassion, another quality that we see in Jesus, caring for other people. And so when somebody says, well, 
What the heck were those values that Stevie was talking about? Humility, excellence, and compassion. What the heck? Heck were those values? Humility, excellence, and compassion. How do we conduct ourselves as a church? I think if somebody's not conducting themselves with humility, we go, wait a minute. You're not being very humble with that. Or that's not as excellent as it should be. Or I'm not really feeling the love here. When it comes to compassion, <laughs> I've been in the church a long time. And I was thinking, I got woken up in the middle of the night with something just this week. And I hadn't planned to say this, but I remember, I remember being in a small church and my dad being on the platform speaking. And it was the, the moment where he said that he was not going to be the pastor in that church. Things were going on and he felt a sense of maybe God's asking me to do something there, but there were other things going on in the background that meant he had to stand up one day and say, I'm not going to be the pastor of this church. And I was sitting in the second row from the front on the left and I had tears running down my eyes because I felt what was happening in his life. Too young to understand it, but I felt what was going on in his life that day and I will never forget it. The church should be a place that is characterized by love. Love God, love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus was really clear about this. How can you say you love God who you can't see if you're not loving the person who you can see? Compassion. We need to be able to feel the love. I want to be able to feel the love, okay? <laughs> and I'm sure you do too. And I'm almost finished. I said that I would share some broad sort of aims. It's not, this is not strategy. These are kind of areas that we want to move in this direction. And the first one is this. And I think it's time for us to change the name of the church. Mary likes that idea. <laughs> the amount of times people have said, what does Pentecostal stand for? And it gives you an opportunity to have a conversation. And I prayed about this back in 2019. And I think it was November 2019, I was saying, Lord, should we be changing the name in the church? And do you know what I felt God said? We were heading up to Aberdeen that morning to a, a full-day conference in Aberdeen. And during the conference, this is what I felt God say to me. I'm not really interested in the name of the church. What I'm interested in is faith in the house. I'm interested in faith in the church. That's what I'm interested in. So my interpretation of that is, whatever you want to do with the name, that's up to you. Just get on with it. I'm not really caring. I'm interested in faith in the house. But I think a new church name is a way to say things are changing. We need to find a way to sort of say, not only to ourselves, but to the community, things are changing. And my deep sense is this. We need to be more Pentecostal by nature than we are by name. It doesn't matter what it says outside the building. It says Pentecostal church. It doesn't matter what it says outside the building. If we're not Pentecostal people because we believe in the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit today and the gifts of the Spirit being manifested in the church so that the church can be built up, we need to be a Pentecostal people by nature, naturally supernatural. The second thing is a new structure for leadership and leadership development. And here's, here's, here's a little fact, and this is one of the things I've been learning over the last little while. 
is that our structure, our current structure, the way we do things from a leadership point of view, limits growth. It does. And I remember asking this question at a leader's day away, oh, decades ago. I was like, why does the church all seem to get to a certain size and then it stops growing? And I didn't understand, but I knew that there was something happening that stopped the church from growing beyond a certain point. I now understand that it's our leadership structure. That's one of the things that stops us from growing the way that we should. The second thing in that is that we need to be consciously developing leaders in the church. And I said this recently. I remember the first time I spoke even in the church. I had an opportunity to speak on this platform as a 23-year-old. That really challenged me. Anyway, by the by, we need a new process for outreach and discipleship. And we need to grasp, we need to have an equal focus on, on mission, which is reaching out to those who don't know Jesus, and ministry, which is reaching in and reaching up, so that we are people who are growing all the time. Mission and ministry, two things which go hand in hand, mission and ministry. And this is perhaps the biggest area for everybody in the church to get involved in. I, I, I've been speaking to the leaders about this. I want to employ somebody to take over my duties in the church. Not all of those duties. I want to employ somebody that will take care of chaplaincy and uh, the kids stuff that I've been doing and the community stuff that I've been doing in order to develop that. And we've already began to think about financing that and putting money aside to do that. That's not the only area that I'm thinking about, but that's the one that we're working on just now. And so it's part of where we're going. It's part of what we're trying to do. But I felt God speak to me as our prayer walk to the town back in 2020 that God wants to saturate our community. We need to saturate the community with our presence, which is his presence. Things like Samaritan Saturday, where you go out of your way on a Saturday to do something kind for somebody else in the name of Jesus and in the name of the church as well, whatever that new name will be. To do things to be known for intentional acts of kindness. Mary hates that phrase, random, act, random acts of kindness. She says it shouldn't be random, it should be intentional. So I'm, I'm, I'm keeping myself in the good books today. <laughs> Makes a change, yes. About using Alpha to reach our community, I felt God speak about creating a, a, a core team, an Alpha core team people who will lead Alpha, people who will pray for Alpha, because unless there is the prayer and that saturation through prayer in the presence of God, it will just be lots of work and lots of effort with no fruit. I don't know about you, I don't want to keep doing lots and lots of effort and lots of work with no fruit. What's the point in that? There needs to be fruit. An Alpha core team to lead, to pray, to resource, to do all the technical stuff in the background, to take Alpha out into our community. I don't want us to be doing Alpha in this building. I want us to be doing Alpha in the new partnership down in the Main Street, a new partnership center down in the Main Street. That's where I want us to do Alpha. Or the partnership or the, the community center in Longridge. I want us to take Alpha out and, and do that in a coordinated way. We could be doing Alpha in our own homes at the same time. We, there's all sorts of possibilities. And I also feel that it's time to resurrect some form of church cafe, whatever that looks like a place where we can connect with people and meet with people. I've talked before about Convoy of Hope, and you remember that word maybe from Alan Ross where he talked about all that you need is not in-house. 
And no sooner had he said that than God started making connections with people who were not part of the church, who were keen to get involved in the life of the church. One of them was Zach, who was up here speaking uh, not so very long ago, who works for Convoy of Hope Europe. And I, I just see us putting on a Convoy of Hope, which is a, a big, massive event for the, the town, maybe every other year, a place to connect, a place to reach, a place to just gather people. And then to bring them in, there needs to be a process of next steps. We have done lots and lots of things in the life of the church over the years. We need to bring all those things together, whether it's foundations group, connect groups, uh, baptismal classes, membership class. All these things that we do need to come together into one sort of whole package, and it'd be great if somebody was willing to lead that, to encourage people in next steps in this journey as we grow people into the disciples. Why? That they can then go and be servants. Fourthly, a new structure for governance. And this is the boring stuff that happens in the background. Administrative stuff, but it's important stuff. See, we live in a world which is changing really quickly and our sort of setup from a governance point of view is quite, we need to change that now. It's time for it to change. And crucially, it needs to have the ability to cope with expansion, to handle expansion. That's the boring stuff. And you'll get to vote on that if you're a member. Okay, and if you're not a member, become a member. I'm going to be talking about that. And lastly, a new location. Do you know, last summer, we went round Stirling with Ron and Kerry in their car as they were looking for a place to meet, a building to meet in. And we, we just wandered around and we looked at the various options that they were exploring at that time. And I came away thinking, Lord, please excuse me for moaning about our building. I realized how blessed we are to have this space to meet in. We're so blessed. We're blessed for those who brought this into being to start with. But I think God has been saying to us over a while, you need more room. It's been said by many people, guest speakers, way more experienced than me, saying you need more room. A space that will facilitate the whole vision. Some of us Maybe this is the only thing that we connect with is church on a Sunday. But there is so much more that was normally going on in the life of the church and we were at sometimes bursting at the seams. We need to think about our response to all this. I know that time is really marching on, but we need to grasp the urgency of mission because one day, one day, each one of us will give an account to God. We need to realize that to whom much is given, much is expected in return. We need to realize that we only have one life. We only have one life. We only have one shot at this. And I want to give it my all. Where are you sowing? We need to grasp the importance of ministry. Discipleship is not a course you do. That might be part of it. If I had to define discipleship, it would be this. It's how you respond to God as you walk through life. And it's how you respond to life as you walk with God. Each of us need to find our place, get into position, get praying, and begin earnestly seeking the presence of God. And I believe that heaven is waiting on our response today. I wonder if the musicians, my family, could come back up. Hi, family. I just believe that heaven's waiting on a response. And it's not sticking up a hand and saying, yep, count me in. It's not standing up and saying, count me in. I think the response happens in here. 
Not in here, it happens in here. It's the heart that moves the hands and the head and the feet. God is looking for soft hearts. He's looking for people who will say, wow, here am I, send me. And there are people here today who are newer into the life of the church. Maybe God's saying something to you, that you're here for a reason and for such a time as this, to get involved in the things that God is doing in this church. If you've been here a long time, God is saying to you, now what? Now what? What's next? To quote Bilbo Baggins at the end of the Lord of the Rings, he says, I'm quite ready for another adventure. <laughs> Are you ready for an adventure, folks? I'm ready for an adventure. I love adventures. I want to encourage you to take one of these away, okay? It just summarizes what I've been saying. Really summarizes it. And I just ask that you take this and that you pray over it, that you read it, maybe read it out aloud to yourself and reflect and ask God, where do I fit? What's my purpose in this? What do you have planned for me in this? And let me just say something that's been said before in the life of this church. You're never too old. You're never too old to get involved. There's always something. There's always a new adventure. Pray over it. You can listen back to this message if you've got time. But I want us to just, I want to encourage you to just take hold of these things and to pray and to begin to just work that through and say, okay, there's been a lot of things shared today. If I was in your place, I'd be saying, man, that's two years worth of stuff just been dumped upon me in 40 minutes. Oh, how can I take all that in? You can't take it all in. I recognize that you can't. That's why it's written down. That's why it's recorded. Father, we just pray that you would take what has been shared today because, Father, I really believe that it's your heart. I really believe that it's what you want for this church. I really believe that it's what you've been pouring into this church over a long, long time now. And Father, I just ask that it would find its way out. Lord, help us to be positioned, to be praying, to be prepared, to be ready, to be seeking your presence. Father, to be ready to move into the things which you have for us. And Lord, we all come with different gifts and skills and abilities and personalities. And Father, Father the different things that we have, Lord, we, we just want to come and offer that at your feet today. And Father, offer ourselves to you today. Father, all that we are and all that we have, we give to you today. Father, we just surrender to you today these things, and we ask that you would move amongst us for your glory. Father, it's all about your glory. Lord, we don't want to take any glory for ourselves. We don't want to steal it because it's your glory. And Father, we pray that when these things begin to happen and we begin to see the history of the future being written, Lord, that we will be careful to give all the glory to you because, Lord, it's about what you're doing. We can't do this in our own strength. We can't manufacture this. It doesn't matter how professional we are or how good we are. Lord, we think of those words from Corinthians where it says, one plants, one waters, but God brings the increase. And so, Father, it's about you and your purposes for this church today. Jesus, it's about your victory on that cross that we thought about. The fact that you died for the sins of this world and Father, we, we just want to take that truth and share it with as many people as we can. Holy Spirit, we recognize that we will need you in ever-increasing ways. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just descend upon us in fresh ways, in new ways. Father, that you would open up our eyes to see more of the way that you work. Father, that you'd birth things within us. 
Lord, that we would be bursting to find a way to just get involved and in, in, in for an outlet of these things. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. I'm just going to sing one more song. You can stay seated. You can stand. You might prefer to stand. It's a brand new song. Um, you can join in when you feel you've kind of picked it up. Um, but it really summarizes, encapsulates something of what we've been talking about today. I think it'd be good if you stand and just stretch your legs and, uh, yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll almost finish with us.
Father, we just pray those words as a prayer to you today. And Father, as a declaration of faith, Father, we stand in faith today and we say, with faith, I know breakthrough is coming. By faith, I see a miracle. My God made me a promise and it won't stop now. Father, we don't want to stop. We don't want to go back. We need to keep going forward. We don't have an option but to go forward. And Father, that's your call to us today. That's your cry to us today as a people. And that's our cry to you. Father, we confess that we want to keep moving forward as a church. Father, into all that you have for us. And Father, remember Ray sharing that with us, Father. There there comes a time where there has to be the answer to prayer. There comes a time where there has to be the fulfillment of your word over this church. And Father, we pray that you would fulfill your word. And Father, we will be amazed. We will stand and be amazed when you fulfill your word. But Father, we recognize in this place today that it's about you. It's about your glory. It's about your purposes for this church. Lord, you birthed this church and you will see it through. You will see it through on into the next things which are in the future for this church. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the lessons that we've been learning over the last couple of years. But Lord, we are ready to move on into the things which you have for us. Father, we pray that there be such a spirit of prayer rise in this house. Father, that we'd be so desirous to pray and to see these things come to pass. Lord, we pray for your presence to be manifested in, in new ways. Father, new gifts of the Spirit being demonstrated. Father, as people are healed. Father, as people see miracles. Father, as these things which can only be attributed to your power are outworked in the life of this church. Father, we're looking to you for it. Father, we're looking to you for just that, that picture to become a fulfillment. Father, of the clouds of heaven being opened, of the Holy Spirit's presence and rain coming down. Father, that you would saturate us and that you would saturate this church and that you would saturate this community with your presence. Father, that people would experience the transforming power of the gospel for your glory. In Jesus' name we ask. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 The Lord bless you, and I hope you have a fantastic week. If you've got any questions you want to ask me, feel free to do that over the course of today or the next week. Lord bless you.